It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit, like, and follow us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app like Podcast One and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. We begin this morning with Steve Harriman. His wife, Char, faced a life-limiting diagnosis with extraordinary courage and faith. She used the time she was given to be a gift to others. Steve chronicles her story in his new book, Char's Gift, A Remarkable Story of Hope Through the Storms of Life. It's our pleasure to welcome Steve to the show this morning. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thanks. Now, first of all, tell us about your wife. You compare her to a 100-watt light bulb. What kind of person was she? Tell us about your wife. Yeah, Cher was a, a bright light in this world. Uh, she had a, a sparkling personality and loved people. And um, she was a, I, she was definitely somebody I needed in my life because I'm more of a 10-watt. So, uh, <laughs> um, But we were married for uh, nine years when, on Easter Sunday, 1995, she dropped to the floor with a grand mal seizure. And we were getting ready to go to church and then, you know, her sister's for dinner. And so uh, you can imagine uh, what was run, running through my head at that point. Um, she lasted, uh, had a seizure for five minutes long, and then she went into a second one while I was on the phone with 911. And then the next thing I remember was chasing the ambulance down the highway at about 85 miles an hour, and it, it didn't seem fast enough to me. <laughs> mm. So we made it to the hospital, and... Uh, a couple of days later, they determined that she had a brain tumor, a golf ball-sized brain tumor, uh, in the upper right part of her brain. So your wife went on to have surgery, but when she was being willed into surgery, um, what did she say to you? Do you remember yeah, that? I do. She, uh, I can tell you, Shar was the calmest person in the whole family at that point, which was kind of amazing to me. And she had a strong faith, and she said to me right before she went through the doors, she said, Steve, keep trusting. Mm. And I've always hung on to that because it's, um, she said, you know, don't worry about me. God will be with me in the operating room no matter what. He will be with me. And so I always remember that, and her faith was really what helped guide her through that. And, and me as well, eventually, I, I was a work in progress. So immediately after the surgery, what was her prognosis, and what did the doctors tell you guys? Yes, they determined that the tumor was malignant, and they determined that she would have no more than two years to live and that she would have a limited life. So when you received the diagnosis that your wife only has two years to live, I'm sure that was very devastating for you guys, but what was Char's initial reaction when she received the news, and was she accepting of that diagnosis? Yeah, I, I think I can best sum it up with Char's reaction. She um, she felt like her world, you know, like 
her world had just fallen apart, and she came to that realization and had to say the words, I have cancer. And that was that was extremely difficult. And, you know, at one point she, you know, it was determined that she would have to, to quit her job. And for Char, she said it was like walking off of a cliff. And she realized how much time and energy she put into her job. And, you know, that was hard. And I think a lot of times we associate our lives with what we do, and we think that's it. And so when that's removed, she felt without purpose, she said, and she felt defective. Mm. And so that was difficult. But, you know, it turned around for her. I can say that. All right. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Steve Harmon. The title of the book is Shars Gift, A Remarkable Story of Hope Through the Storms of Life. So just to sum things up, we just found out that your wife, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor and she was given two years to live. Now, while battling her own war with cancer, she started on a journey to help others. Tell us what she did and the impact she had on others. Yeah, so what happened was Shar was so down from the diagnosis that we ended up going to a brain tumor support group uh, at the hospital and there were seven people there. And all I can remember was on the way home from that group, all Shar could talk about was those people and what she wanted to do to encourage them and help them. And so she became just full of life again, just from the, the idea of wanting to help somebody. Shar always wanted to do that, but she never could quite figure out in her life who that was going to be and how. And so... I can say something extremely, she said something extremely uh, difficult to hear for people, but Char said because of the cancer, because of that brain tumor, she felt that God had given her the desires of her heart to help others. And so because of that, you know, when you're going through something like this, you don't want it. Who would want something like this? But she looked at it as an opportunity that she would never have before to help people who were also going through what she was. And, and that was amazing to me. Okay. And so what did she do to help? Yeah. So Shara would, um, <clears throat> she first would get gift bags that she would create, and then she would write cards, and then she would uh, get scriptures in there and, and deliver these to these people. Eventually, that would lead to her visiting other people in hospitals and veterans' homes and hospice centers. She would, she she could actually drive after her surgery, and uh, after six months, and then she would drive to five different places in one day. I remember, and visit all these people and pray with them, uh, read to them, hold their hands, and spend a couple hours at least with some of these folks. And so. It became a real effort, and it turned into a ministry um, of sharing other people's stories of hope um, uh, in a publication that we did on a quarterly basis. And uh, it became, we called it Hope Through the Storm. And that ended up in 48 states and 11 countries. So only God could do something like that. And so it became a, a vehicle for Shire ultimately and it would lead to doing hope conferences to draw the community in, anyone with any illness or disability. We offered a free conference, 
and uh, had speakers like Laura Story and Tony Campolo and then some local people. But the one that mattered the most to me was Char went up there after her second brain surgery. Um, she had recurrences throughout her journey, and she was up there giving her testimony, which I thought was a, a miraculous moment. So she she spent, Char probably spent more she probably bought more flowers and cards than anyone who ever lived. That's the way I, I, I phrase it. All right. She was just wanting to, she always felt like everyone needs encouragement every single day. And she wanted to offer that and um, became addicted to joy, I call it. She got such joy from this Okay. that so, I call it impossible joy. All right. So impossible joy. So let's talk about this now. After she was initially diagnosed, um, they gave her two years to live. She went on to live beyond those years. And I think nine years later, something changed and there was another diagnosis. Are things progressed? Tell me what happened. Yeah, actually, it was um, after her first surgery, she actually went for 16 years Mm -hmm. um, with clean MRIs. And then it came back with a vengeance in that same area. And so here we are uh, once again dealing with it, and everything has kind of changed with the hospital system, how it worked, and it was a very uh, different experience. But I can, I can tell you a story that was pretty amazing. She was recovering from that surgery, and she said to me, Steve, do you think I'm in the hospital right now for me? And I was confused by that. I thought maybe she was a little delirious from the medication. And I said, Cher, what do you mean? She goes, I just wonder if, if I'm supposed to help somebody else here in the hospital, and that's why God has me here. I said, well, I guess that's possible. And I remember going out to get a cup of coffee. When I came back into the room, here's Char with her arm around the nurse, and they're praying together. And I stepped out quietly and later on asked Char, I said, what was that all about? And she said, I asked this girl about her life, and this girl started to cry and told me this was her first day back, um, her mom, she lost to breast cancer a week earlier. And I just looked at her and I said, so you're right about what you said. And she goes, I think so. I think this is the person that she, that God wanted me to help. Okay. And so we saw so many examples of this, um, through this journey and Char, you know, would go on for a few more years, but then she kept having, uh, recurrences and recurrences, and she had a total of five major brain surgeries in that 24-year time frame, which is incredible that she would continue to bounce back and bounce back and bounce back from those. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, follow us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there as well. This morning, my guest is Steve Harriman. He is the author of the book, Char's Gift, A Remarkable Story of Hope Through the Storms of Life. Now, so your wife was diagnosed with a brain tumor. They gave her two years to live. She actually lived 24 years um, after that diagnosis. So after 33 years of marriage, which most of it you spent battling cancer with your wife, what was it like um, living those years carrying, I would say, that cloud over your head um, for over 24 years? What was that like for you? Yeah, as a caregiver, it's 
I used to say to Shar, I said, you have it easy, Shar. I said, you're not the caregiver. I said, we, it's totally different, you know, how you look at the perspective of something like this. And so I had my moments of of anger toward God. And, you know, you don't want to, but when you're in that role, you get very defensive about the person that you love. And And I remember just, you know, almost shaking my fist saying, can't you give the girl a break? I mean, why do you keep allowing this in her life? And I got into that mode, and Char would sometimes look at me, and she would just say, are you done yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd have my little tantrum, and she she just never wavered that way. Um, but I always struggled with it because, you know, Char had at least, I would have to say in her journey, 40 to 50 MRIs. And, and if you can think about that, most people are, are scared of those. Mm-hmm. Um, she became a veteran, unfortunately. But every one of those, for me, was a gut-wrenching experience because you're always wondering, are they going to come back and say it's returned? Mm-hmm. And so it's very, it's very difficult on the caregiver. But I have to say that I grew through the experience. Um, I began to do what Shar did. I would look for opportunities in the hospital while I was there. And that opened the doors to helping other people. Uh, the man next door in, in the room next to Shar, for instance, you know, he had a, a son who was there, had 24 surgeries on his legs from a car crash, and they were rebuilding it. And so you learn about other people, and then you realize, I'm not alone in this. And I, I can say I think there's, there's healing in helping other people. Mm-hmm. That, that helped me. Now, what lessons in Char's life and her story that other people, other families facing a life-threatening illness, what can they learn from her story? Yeah, I think it's a, obviously it's a difficult time and it's hard to see beyond the storm clouds. But I can say that what was really helpful was just what I mentioned earlier, was that when you shift your focus, away from your situation, and that's really hard to do. But when you start to develop empathy for others and realize that you are in that situation and are uniquely qualified. Now, you don't want to be. You don't want to be a brain tumor you know, survivor or patient or or whatever you're going through, but you are qualified to help somebody else at that point. And I think by doing so, that's when you find purpose in the pain. And I think that's extremely important to be able to flip things around in that situation and say, okay, I'm here for a reason. I can help somebody else going through what I'm going through. And it doesn't have to be brain cancer. It can be anything in life. But I think you will find healing in that. Um, we certainly did, and it, and it changed the whole course of how we looked at it and how we handled it. Um, I'm not saying it's not difficult, but there's such tremendous um, hope and joy in helping other people. So I would leave you with this thought on the on the question. Shar had a favorite saying, and it was, it's what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. And that's exactly what he did for her life. And I think other people would find that uh, to be true if, if um, they started to reach out to those in the situation that they're in. All right. Again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Steve Harriman. The title of the book is Shar's Gift, A Remarkable Story of Hope Through the Storms of Life. Now, what did you learn, Steve, about being an advocate for your own health or the health of someone you love through what you went through with your wife? 
it's easy to get run down when you're going through this. Um, I remember the nurse telling me, you know, you've got to go home and get some rest. And I, I remember fighting with her saying, I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm, and it, I'd gone for almost like three days without even eating. It, it's, it's such a stressful time. She finally, she said to me, listen, you're no good to your wife like this. Go home and get some sleep. And so I remember I, I did that and uh, it helped. And so I think when you think about um, your own health, it's going to take a it's going to take a hit. I hate to say it, but um, when you care about somebody so much, when you love somebody so much, you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can for them. And so it's very easy to get run down. You, you really have to find a way to take care of yourself so you're strong enough to help that person through this. Otherwise, it's a very stressful time, and you're just adding to it. Okay. And so that's taking care of yourself. But what did you find out about being an advocate for your wife's health care or being an advocate for one's health or standing up for yourself in a, a medical environment? Um, what yeah. did you learn? Well, I learned that you definitely have to sometimes fight for uh, the person that's there. You know, in, in my case, you're dealing with nurses, you're dealing with constant uh, people coming in wanting to do the same neurological test over and over and over. And and you have to really fight for the person and be the advocate while you're there. And I don't mean to say that you can't trust the medical staff because we had some excellent medical staff. But I think as a caregiver, um, your role all of a sudden is manager. And when, you know, I had to actually turn away uh, an intern because he wanted to come in there and it was a teaching hospital moment. And I said, listen, <laughs> she needs her sleep right now. And so you have to, you really do have to be the advocate for the person while you're in, especially in the hospital. It's important, and it's, it's a way to ensure that you're going to be okay, I guess, in a lot of ways. And, and it's hard to trust, but sometimes you're, you're forced to do that. But I think it's important that you are there to help manage the hospital staff sometimes. Now, finally, this morning, you titled the book, Char's gift, as you experienced it firsthand, what was her gift? Yeah, the gift is interesting. I, um, I've i looked at it a few different ways. Um, the biggest thing I could say is that Char was given uh, the gift of time, and she used that time to, to truly be a gift to other people. And I think um, when Char had Shar had a, a strong faith and had the heart of Jesus. There's no question in my mind. And I think she took that gift that God gave her and shared it with the world. And that's the way I look at Shar's gift. So, Steve, what is life like for you after Shar? After 33 years of marriage, after Shar, what is life like for you? What is this new chapter in your life like? Yeah, it's been extremely um, difficult, obviously, um, when you love someone so much. What's interesting is, um, I'll tell you a little story that would illustrate my next chapter. Um, Char, one thing I said I regretted about marrying her was that she was allergic to dogs. And uh, she would laugh about that, but she always felt bad. And so she actually surprised me one time with a uh, arranging a visit with the local police department's canine unit. And I had a chance to spend a half an hour with one of their German shepherds, and that was awesome. Um, but she said to me, if something ever happens to me, promise me you'll get the German Shepherd that you've always wanted. 
And so literally uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, uh, I made that move. And what I'm going to do, my goal for this dog um, brings my whole life into full circle. Um, I'm going to try to train it to be a therapy dog and visit the same places that I used to go with Shar, the, the children's hospitals, uh, the adult hospitals, and try to visit people and lighten their life with with encouragement. And so I think Shar is probably smiling in heaven right now um, with that idea, and I, it's something I really feel uh, would be a great next chapter for me. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, more about the books, more about your wife's story, how can they find out more, Steve? Yeah, they can easily just go to the website called sharsgift.com, and there they can actually read the first two chapters of the book and see if they're interested in it. I can say one thing is that the book is not a downer. It has actually got a lot of humor in it and a lot of uh, inspiring stories. So I think it's um, the reaction I've gotten from people who've read it has been just overwhelming. So I, I would encourage them to at least uh, go to the site and check it out. All right. The title of the book, again, is Shar's Gift, A Remarkable Story of Hope Through the Storms of Life. The author is Steve Herman. Thank you so much, Steve, for taking time to talk to us and sharing your story. Thank you so very much. Thanks, Rodney. I appreciate it. All right. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine right after this. More to come. Stay with us. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.